You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand rising, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to welcome you to this terrific Tuesday. We have some amazing guests in the building today, and I'm excited to dive in deep with both of them. We got Gerald Bradford and Sade Moore from the Central District Community Preservation and Development Authority, the CDCPDA. That's right. It is a mouthful, but I'm excited to talk with both of them about the work they've been doing behind the scenes to bring this out to community and make sure that all of us are engaged in this much needed work. But of course, y'all, it is the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. That is right. Participate. Go ahead and tag and share this stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you cannot watch us, we definitely have you covered. Shout out to our podcast team because you can search for us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever one is your favorite. Go ahead and search your favorite platform and you will find us there. Well, because we have so much to cover, y'all, I'm excited to dive right in right now with Mr. Gerald Bradford. Hi, Gerald. How are you? Thank you very I'm doing fine, Trey. <laughs> Thank you very much for um, hosting um, myself and Sade Moore in order for us to be able to talk to you about what's happening at the CDC PDA. Yeah, it is a mouthful, but y'all have been busy behind the scenes. Um, I want to start from the beginning because some folks might not even know what we're talking about at all. So help us set the stage so that folks understand what is the CDC PDA? Well, we were, um, we were formed three years ago. Um, actually it was out of efforts by the clergy in our community in order um, to be able to take possession of the old SVI building or the old SOIC building, which um, was in possession of from the Seattle Community Colleges. And with that, um, we, um, our board was formed. And with the formation of our board, um, Dr. Rayburn Lewis was our first president and um, who shepherded in really a, um, really getting to a point to, to starting to be able to have a foundational outline of what we needed to actually do in order to be able to rehab our building. Um, this currently, I am the, the new president and um, our challenges have been really activating community, really getting our, um, what our, our message to our community in order to be able to try to open up the doors in order to be able to have um, community participate in what the, the the vision of our center possibly could be. Currently, we're in the process of um, trying to raise money in order to be able to do renovations for our core and shell um, projects in order for the building to be rehabbed so that we can open it up for tenancy um, so we can actually start looking at what um, community development and economic opportunities really look like from the community's view. 
Yeah, well, this is, uh, you know, one of those things that has really been a growing trend in development is centering community voice, uh, community lived experience and perspective, but really anchoring so much of uh, our current and future development in the legacy and history uh, um, of the neighborhood and of our community. How have y'all been thinking about the approach to ensuring that, you know, the, the, the new vision of SVI is really something that is necessary and is filling those voids that we see in our community? That's a great question. I think ultimately we are invested in developing partnerships in our community. Um, and for instance, currently we are working with the Filipino Community Center and um, they have a project with a around broadband and broadband technicians. And so what we have done is re reached out to Chris Larson and his team in order to be able to bring system impacted individuals into the center in order to be able to do the networking and cabling because the building was so old. So we needed to really replace our cat three and cat five cabling with new upgraded cabling. And so these individuals that are, are, it's so cool to come into our building and watch folks who are from the community who've made poor choices, come back and be part of the solution for us to be able to, to get in a position to be able to, to offer services. I, when I go up and um, just witness the, um, the folks working, they are thankful for the opportunity to be able to give back and are taking pride in their work. And, you know, cause sometimes folks don't want to give um, individuals with criminal history an opportunity, but how we are looking at it from the CDC PDA standpoint is we all, you know, everyone makes poor choices and makes mistakes, you know, but at the end of the day, what do we learn from them and how can we actually come back to be a positive influence and a positive force in our community? So we're really proud about being able to um, extend opportunities for those people in our community who have um, um, criminal history it's because at the end of the day, everyone's worth their future and there are no throwaway people. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what I mean when I when I hear the term community preservation. That's a part of that, right? It's preserving, you know, folks in our community who may have gone astray. It's having that open, those open arms to say, no, we welcome you back. And there are opportunities for you to be anchored economically um, into the community again and helping with the solutions. Now, uh, you're talking about, you know, uh, building a, a fund now. Y'all are, you know, looking for, you know, ways to really get the money that you need because development is expensive, right? I mean, it really is. And there's some um, issues with the building. As you said, it's old. I know there was some issues. There was a lot of kind of talk years ago before this was uh, created around some of the issues that need to be done in terms of gutting out certain spaces in the building. So what kind of strategies are y'all taking to ensure that, you know, community can be a part of this fundraising effort y'all are doing? Well, currently we have um, community meetings once a month which are open to the public. And I'm going to, when Sade Moore comes on, she can give you a little bit more information on how to get engaged with that. I think the really the first step is just to, to come into the space, right? Come down to the building, come and ask questions. You know, at the end of the day, we're as, we're only as great as the, the, as many people as we can come who are bring from the community who are bringing their various gifts. And so as I sit here and listen to someone like yourself, Trey, I would like to invite you to come 
and some of your team to come to some of our public meetings to really get an understanding of what we're trying to do and um, how we are positioning ourselves um, in community and being able to network within the community in order to be able to find um, partnerships in order for us to be able to um, find the resources and or um, identify um, quality um, partners that may want to come in and um, be a renter at the center in order for them to be able to to share their excellence with community by being centered at the center so that we can bring people back to our community that have been displaced. Mm -hmm. As you know, um, you know, and I'm from the Central District, uh, you know, I'm from 25th and Union and the community that I grew up with is no longer there. And why this project really speaks to me is that I know if we are able to really come together and be able to support one another through economics, it can be a driver to be able to bring people back into our community. Yeah. Um, one of our, our vision is to be able to have spaces for young people, children, um, elders, and people who are struggling with social um, conditions. Like we were talking about a community kitchen. We we're talking about a um, small business incubator. You know, what we want to be able to do is bring people back into the community so that they can work with one another in order for them to be able to not just be workers, but to be owners. Yeah. Well, this is important. And I think um, more and more efforts like this are so necessary, particularly in areas like the Central District, where we've seen such a huge wave of gentrification. So I thank you for giving your brilliance to it. And I can't wait to talk to Sade about ways for community to be engaged. But Gerald, um, as you said, you know, there's something that's very special for you uh, being born and raised here, you know, growing up on 25th and Union. Clearly, your purview and your lived experience is so necessary. So thank you for bringing it to the effort um, and for opening up the opportunity for community to be engaged. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking more as y'all have more development. So I can't wait to stay connected with you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Y'all, I get to dive in a little bit deeper because it is a full on CDCPDA takeover today. And Sade Moore is going to be joining us right after this short break. Stay tuned, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. I think my pieces of advice would be come in with humility, enjoy your passion, um, and be ready to work. Those are my three things. I think if you don't have, if you think your product is perfect and you may not need to adjust, you're gonna, your product's gonna die quickly because the world adjusts, people adjust. You need to always be thinking about your customer and what they want. So you may have an idea of what you like, but you gotta move that to what the customer likes also. And two, um, just enjoy your job. I love what I do. It is hard. I love what I do. Uh, it's hard and there's you're fighting Mother Nature and you're fighting inflation and all these other things. Um, but I think it's made me a better human being. And thirdly, like, be ready to work. Don't be lazy. Like, just do the research. Get a mentor. Like, you know, that also goes with being humble. Like, find somebody who's done it and then work with them to help you be the best version of yourself. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out. 
down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers or what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. I learned about the ANU program through many different community organizations. The program, um, they're very good at making sure that you meet the right people. My favorite part would have to be the community building um, and also the volunteer opportunities as well. I've been working on my physical health a lot more. I've been intentional about that and they're very big on that. I'm still learning how transformational it is um, because there's just so much opportunity. It's a great program and they will support you. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. that little music is catchy welcome back to the day with trey i'm your host trey holiday joining me right now is miss shade moore also with the central district community preservation and development authority hi shade hey trey what's up hey welcome now i i hear we got congratulations are in order you now have a full-time role with the cdc pda that's Tell right us more about your role so uh, I started my uh, my new role on the 1st of August, but technically you can say that I started it about four weeks before that, just kind of getting myself ramped up for the work. Um, started off three years ago as a secretary uh, on the board, and uh, from there I was able to cascade into VP, um, working underneath Gerald Bradford, and uh, it's been a long year. Um, I applied for the role. Um, the influx of applicants was really high. Um, I prayed on it. Um, within a year, we were able to actually move full-fledged in the search, have our interviews. There was three magnificent candidates for the role. Um, again, I told myself if I didn't get this role that I was still going to be a volunteer. I was still going to support the board. Um, prayers were answered. Uh, I was the last candidate to be interviewed. Gerald called me with the news probably about an hour after that, uh, which kind of rocked my world from then on out. I could tell you within weeks um, following that conversation, I couldn't sleep. I didn't know what to really think. Uh, you know, young girl being raised uh, in the King County, Seattle area for the last 27 years. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that this was even possible. Um, I'm a full-time student, I'm a full-time mom. I do other community activations as well. Uh, so this is the cherry on top. This is what I've envisioned my entire life. This is uh, just really me being activated in my purpose. So the work is amazing. We are moving. This is a huge milestone for our organization. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just getting started. Huge congratulations. And your title, your executive director. To Chief, Chief Executive Officer. So CEO. CEO. <laughs> big, big time. This is really huge. But also you've been pouring into community for so many years. Right. I think that probably spoke volumes to right. whoever was interviewing you because you have cared about our community in ways that has shown itself right. in all of the works you've been doing. So when you, when you think about the work uh, that now is before you, I mean, what are some of those highlights that you really want to make sure the audience understands about the work you all are doing? 
again, we're a startup. So, I mean, Gerald really talked about, you know, the different organizations that we're working with in order to reactivate the facility. Uh, he talked about the capital funding that we're having to do right now in order to rehab the building to get it where it needs to be so we can open the doors. Um, you know, it, it, for me, I guess you can say I'm a young person, right? Um, I'm, I'm in my early 30s, but it's really about getting my generation activated in this work. You know, our elders, you know, I wish life, you know, was extended to where we can be here for hundreds of years. We're not living in that era anymore. So, you know, my generation needs to be able to take the mantle and move things forward. And this facility is meant to do just that. You know, I talked to Gerald, we talked to a lot of community and, and our, our motto, you know, around, you know, lifting up community, breaking down barriers, but it's also, this is a community hub, right? This is a, a beacon in the community. It's been in community for well over uh, 50 years. Next year marks the 50th anniversary of the building's foundation. So this is something that we take pride in. This is something that I want my generation to take pride in. Um, I can't do this work forever, right? So it's important for me to set the stage for even the younger generation. I have a 13 year old daughter. I want her to see this work. She's been in the building. She's cleaned up in the building, right? She knows what mommy is doing in terms of, you know, where, where my mind is focused, uh, you know, in building up this legacy to keep it going. Yeah. That's so important too. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, you're talking about a community hub, that community has the opportunity to give insight right. on, which is so different because a lot of the times our community is assessed from folks outside of the community, try to Correct. tell us what we need. And so this is a great opportunity for this, this facility in this building to uh, really represent the needs of community. But I also want to talk here about the importance of being a part of the built environment. Right. You know, when we think about legacy and 50 years into the future, you know, what will folks be saying about all of the amazing programs and services and businesses they've connected with in this facility, right. in this hub, that's really key. And, you know, we can't, we can't take that away, you know, right. no matter what may come and go programs come and go. But at the end of the day, buildings really do help to bring in opportunities for community. How does that resonate with you when you think about the impact of this work and, and being a part of community development, design, and the built environment. It's already impacting me. Um, you know, again, our, our president, Gerald Radford, talked about the different organizations and businesses that we're already in partnership with. We have several contracts pending, right? Black-owned businesses, small business, mid-sized businesses and community that want to come in and support and do this work. I, I, in terms of you know, just thinking generations on generations. Every time I have these conversations, I want to know how is it going to shape the foundation of this facility 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Again, Gerald was talking about bringing in our young people. This this facility itself is meant for our babies. It's meant for our scholars, our, our, our young teens. It's meant for our young adults, our, our middle-aged adults, our elders, right? And how do we keep that legacy going? Um, in terms of businesses, we want to work with everyone. We want to work with young adults to, um, again, the elders themselves. That's who we want in the building. Right now, you know, we're working with the Filipino Community Center. Um, again, we have a community organization by the name of We Deliver Care. They're going to come in. They're going to provide uh, homelessness support, uh, drug, ab drug addicted, uh, you know, support for the, those that are uh, under substance abuse within the community. We get a lot of uh, a traffic in the building. Why? Because 
for three something years, the building was vacant. So nobody knew what was going on. We came in, we started doing landscaping, we've been cleaning, we've been talking to, you know, those in community, we we picked up on, okay, this is what those that have been rooted in this community, what they want to see, we've taken surveys, we had people that were coming to our meetings, our public meetings that are held on, once a month on Wednesdays, um, just come in and say, hey, this is what we want to see. Um, and we were given that opportunity and we're just trying to take the opportunity forward. Yeah, uh, it's important. I think, you know, this has been such an amazing hub and folks have been like, what's going on with the building? What's yeah. going on with the building? And um, ultimately, you know, to see, you know, the efforts and the voice of community be centered uh, in this project is so important. But also, you know, when you think about intergenerational spaces, we don't have a lot of them. Right. You know, know, right. There's not a lot of spaces where elders can actually connect with young people. And I think it's so key and important uh, because, yeah, maybe it happens at an event. You know, I think about all of the amazing events that we have in the summer. We do get to see that. Mm -hmm. But to have a, a space in our built environment that's really dedicated to that is going to be very important right. as we think about learning the lesson. I mean, we also always talk about Sankofa, but how do we look back to look forward if we don't have connection mm -hmm. to our human libraries that are our elders, mm -hmm. right? They are so full of knowledge Absolutely. and the wealth of history that is needed to be imparted on mm -hmm. young people. Again, for them to see themselves in it and to be engaged and encouraged to bring their young energy into this space and right. say, no, this is what young people, this is what we want to see. Mm -hmm. And I'm 15 and I'm going to tell you what we want to see here, mm -hmm. right? That's important. Uh, so so I got to give you time because you got to let folks know how do they connect to these amazing community meetings and how do they stay engaged with the work y'all are doing so that really this is a community effort and you're hearing from a robust set of folks who really care about the Central District and particularly who probably have that history with SBI and SOIC. Right. So, I mean, first I would say definitely follow us on our social media. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. Um, we're getting ready to launch an Instagram page. Um, you could just go and search uh, the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, um, which is the physical entity of the building itself. The CDCPDA oversees and owns the McKinney Center. Just for clarity, we get a lot of people asking, like, what's the difference? The McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development is the name of the facility, which was named after the Reverend Dr. Samuel B. McKinney himself. Um, but yeah, tap in with us on Facebook. You know, we're posting uh, our events, our meeting dates, uh, th the schedule itself. Um, you can also email us at info, I-N-F-O, at cdcpda.org. Uh, you'll get to a member of our staff um, and we'll be able to work behind the scenes to make sure that you have all the information you need. Um, and, and that's really it, right? Just email us, tap in on Facebook. We've been doing a some marketing on our Facebook lately, which I'm really excited about just talking about the different collaborations that we're having in community. I want to keep that going. Um, also just want to add that we will be hiring soon. Um, we are actually bringing in uh, to three FTEs, full-time employees within the next three months, which is really exciting. So we're growing, right? We're making sure that we have the foundation it ready to serve community. Yeah, it's so important because you definitely need a robust team. Yeah. You know, you want that collaboration between, you know, staff, board, and community to really bring mm -hmm. about what this space can be. Sade, uh, I'm just so excited to know that you are heading this up as the CEO. Congratulations. Thank you, sis. Uh, you've been doing the work, and it's clear that, you know, this is your time to really be able to allow all of those leadership skills that you've been using in community to really 
center the work here for the CDC, CDCPDA. Right. Uh, thank you again for being here. And I'm, and I'm open. Anytime y'all have updates, let me know. Yeah, we want you there. We want you to come and tour. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Oh, y'all, this has been a phenomenal episode. I'm going to wrap all this amazingness up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. So the advice that I would give to anybody coming into really any space is always keeping an eye out for the people that are doing the thing that you want to do and seeking them out and just asking them for a cup of coffee, asking to meet and connect with them in some way, because more often than not, those are the people that want to help you and want to uplift you and figure out a way to provide you support. So even if they don't have the answer, they can help you find somebody, but also they're helping you write the first few chapters of your story. And I think that that is the most important thing. Like you don't know what you don't know coming into that space. And you have to be unafraid to ask those questions and really trust yourself and lean in hard. You know, you're gonna make mistakes. That's going to happen. It is inevitable. It is a part of life. But what matters is what you learn from that, what the takeaway is and how you push forward. Welcome back, everyone, to the David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a terrific Tuesday, indeed! Shout out to my guest, George, Gerald Bradford, for being here, and also my girl, Sade Moore. It's been so fantastic to hear from them the intentionality that they're pouring in to ensure that community voice is actually a main staple of how they're developing and redeveloping um, our beloved SBI or SOIC. You know, this is a great opportunity for those. Those of you who have been like, what can I do? How can I pour in? How can I tap in? You know, if you have historical ties to the Central District or if you have some ideas of what we need in our community and you're from our community, make sure you tap into these community meetings. Get the information on Facebook. You know, follow them and, and be engaged and be encouraged to know that your lived experience and your perspective is going to be welcomed in this environment and it's necessary because when we have a, a development authority that's focused on community preservation, that means it needs to be led by community in all the ways. And so I'm, I'm so glad that they were both here. You know, they're doing their part, y'all. Be inspired by what they shared today so that you can find your way to also see yourself as a part of the solution. And maybe we just gave you an easy answer because you can just start coming to their meetings and pouring in. And then years later, you'll look up and 
And the building will be something that you gave your time, talent, and treasure to. So I'm telling you, sometimes not only do we have inspiration, we also got the answer right there for you. <laughs> of course, y'all, I'm excited to have you with me today. And for me, y'all, until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.